This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about the definition of Christianity. What do you define Christianity as, and how does that affect how you live your life? You are listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. Stephen Vicky. it's good to have you guys here. It's good to be here. It's good to finally get started with the podcast. We get in and we think we have everything set up, and then I remember coffee and... Steve remembers to wear a shirt. And, and Vicky shows up 15 minutes late. <laughs> I wasn't going to yeah. say that. Yeah, I know you weren't. That's it wasn't yeah. 15. I, it was it 8. It was 15. One, and I was ministering to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, you were helping a so, poor soul. So speaking of, of bickering and things like that, yesterday was an important day for you guys, right? Yeah, three years ago our, our um, house burned down. Yeah, three-year three, three year anniversary of our house burning down. <laughs> but it was a bigger day for oh, a different reason. Oh, you mean 41 reason. years ago oh, we got married? Yeah, anniversary. happy anniversary. Yeah. 41, 41 years ago he duped years. me. Yeah, yeah, I tricked her into marrying me. <laughs> Some, it, no, it was great. Somebody won the lottery. I'm not yeah. sure which one. Yet, I definitely but. probably, won the probably no him. doubt about. It, I won the lottery. Probably we're not him. Gonna, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. <laughs> Forty-one years, 1979, here. before cell phones, before microwaves, absolutely, before cars. Nice. Yeah. Before if there were cell phones in our courtship. Before cars. we wouldn't have got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have. Yeah, yeah, that's another story for She'd have day. blown that up. I would have called him and told him not to come. I was on yeah. the road. Oh, when that's she was right. Trying to call yeah. me. So you were you were coming from Sacramento to Spokane. Correct. Yeah. And uh, she was trying to call to say, "Don't come. I f- my boyfriend's back in town." Well, I was with him for four years. Uh, my boyfriend's <laughs> back. back. That's right. <laughs> four years. You know, bless, bless Keith. Where and I just is. drove that old van right onto Spokane in total ignorance. <laughs> okay, that's good. And she saw me and thought, "What?" Was I, I thinking? Think of course, it's Steve. That boy's got everything. That's right. And she ran in my arms, and that was it. It's and over. I never w- ran away. Yeah, but if we'd had cell phones, that wouldn't have happened, and yeah. I'd have turned around. Yeah. Uh, you probably would have turned off data or something. Oh, probably just, not. Just turn it off. Don't need to know. My bag phone was going to get it. Well, congratulations. Thank That's you. A, such an accomplishment. It's really cool. So I looked up and two it, facts. I fact-checked last. Okay, you fact-checked last episode? Yes, because I just listened to it. And John D. Lake was, ni- it was 1888 to 1935. Yeah, I thought okay. so. I kind of That's kind of where I was guessing. Oh, sure. but I couldn't. Okay, so sure. the, that's the positive. South African revivalist right. we and talked about Pou- in our revival episode. Poutine Spell is it for me. P-O-U-T-I-N-E. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm well aware. Thank you, Max, Maxwell. Um, I think I said that. I think I spelled it. No, in the I knew. Episode. I I was Canadian before you were Canadian. I went up there in 1994. Okay. How old were you in 1994? I was seven in 1994. You probably didn't know how to spell I poutine. Went to then. I didn't. I didn't know poutine. Correct. I probably. I mean, I would. If you told me Canada, I probably would have thought of polar bears and there you, Eskimo. You'd be, yeah. you'd be the and Eskimos, yeah. You'd be the, the uh, standard American. Yeah. So poutine, one serving of poutine, and that's not with all the bacon and all the, the mm-hmm. stuff just, you said. Just normal poutine. Because uh, I asked how many calories it was. Okay. It's all of the calories. Fifteen hundred calories. Okay. Well, you know, when it's so cold, you have to have more calories to stay warm. <laughs> Winter's like nine months long. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sun, sun rises at like 9.15 where I used to live. Does it in really, the morning. really talking 9, about poutine in the morning? again? It's made it into two episodes. You know, <laughs> are you kidding Canada me? is one of our biggest demographics. We love Canada. It's beautiful. Let's BC. talk about the love of Canada. That's right. All the provinces. But, yeah, Justin we, Trudeau. But well, poutine? <laughs> that's, well, we want to keep the Canadians yeah, listening right. to us. Let's Poutine's not their best foot forward? Canadian no, bacon? I would say probably Ooh. 
Yeah, maple Canadian syrup. bacon's Ooh. not bad. Maple, maple syrup. syrup is yep. good. I know yep. some uh, some good coffee roasters there up go. there. Toronto Tim, Raptors. Tim Horton. I mean, come on. So they want they they are technically the champions, champions still. Yeah, yeah technically. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, they yeah. were awesome until their whole team left. Hockey starting. The Warriors were awesome too, but nine oh, players starting? left. Hockey's going to be starting up in the bubble, and uh, so they get this. They right there. This is what I think of Jordy because Jordy would always give yeah. us updates we, in chapel. We could care less except for and, you, and yeah. nobody really cared Care, no. except for the you. Canadians, right? Yeah. So hockey, they they were going to say, okay, we're going to pick two hub cities, and the Western Conference team will be in Las Vegas, and the Eastern Conference team will be in Florida, and then COVID started spiking again. And so now the center of the hockey universe is back where it's meant to be. Canada. Edmonton and Toronto. Oh, wow. Toronto. Terry and Tom Mumby. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so hello to all our Canadian That's listeners. That's where it's meant to be. You, it doesn't really matter because you can't go and watch the games. It's, so there's going to be no, no crowds. No fans, nothing. I don't so they care can't if you go to up. an Arizona hockey game. It's still all Canadians starring in it and making it oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's all Canadians. We love you, Canadians. The wherever wherever the, the Winnipeg players. Jets play, where, when they're out of Winnipeg, you can still hear the, the Winnipeg fans yell, True North. True. During the Canadian national anthem, because that's it. the ownership group that owns the Jets. I oh, love it. Funny. But there's our. I guess we always somehow we always get drawn to banter. Canada. Yeah, banter because yeah, well. because they're so loyal to us because we they love are. them and they we, we all are have so many we have 27 27 mm-hmm. I think with the kids at the yeah. father's house team. Your Part wife. Of the yep. yep. Your sister. Your three children are all half my Ameri- Canadian. My American Canadians. Yeah, your American Canadian kids. Mm-hmm. All we love Canadians. Anyway, there you go. So congratulations. That's that was supposed to be a congratulations on your. Thank you so much. Forty-one years. It's a pretty uneventful day. I got a gag gift. What'd you get? <laughs> I got. A- oh no, we don't need. I don't. Well, you tell me off the air. I, don't I got know a gag that. gift. You guys also got two different cakes at church last that night. That was amazing. And we didn't that get. Was to, great. We didn't get any of it. Did you eat it? Uh, you. You fibber, McGee. Well, Vicky, oh, Vicky no. did the thing that I usually do. I say I'm not going to have a piece of cake. Just frosting? And, well, no, I'm not going to have a big piece of cake, right? And then Vicky was just, oh, I'll just have this half. And then I'll, no, I'll take no, that No, 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 no. It wasn't this half. It was a bite. Okay. But it does, and then it was so another bite. So it doesn't bite. count if you don't take a plate, right? Correct. If you just eat it right off the platter. Every woman knows what I'm talking about. Okay. I, and and so, if I take a bite of his... There's no calories. Count. Right. He loves uh, it. So what else did we want to talk about? <laughs> oh, man. You're oh my always gosh. right. Right. I'm going to fall asleep while you're speaking today. <laughs> you're going to look at if me. If you missed it a couple couple weeks ago, we started talking about how how great our podcast is growing. And lots of people. June was our best month really? ever. And, and July is, is going to be hopefully even better. And Steve then goes on to say how he falls asleep when Vicky and I talk. <laughs> So download the Uncommon Truth I'm at uncommonpodcast.com. It'll put yeah. you to sleep, too. I don't fall asleep when you talk. I you did twice. I, but that's just, <laughs> On a podcast. Yes. On a, on a camera. Happy anniversary. But, I looked at but, you and you were sleeping when I was talking. And you could, you could talk for five minutes. How about you let me talk now? <laughs> I didn't fall oh, asleep because you were speaking. I fell asleep because I was working in 107 oh, degree it was weather. Okay. That, that was like 140. It was too. That was a really hot day. So we're gonna get to it. <laughs> Yesterday, we had our Wednesday class in School of Transformation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the application deadline or the applications are, are coming in for School of Transformation. The semester starts August 31st. Wow. Uh, so it's coming up pretty soon. And that's a six month. That's our our six month school. We come. also have light and foundations, which come run different parts of the year, and they're online or or, or sort of in person sometimes. But our main cornerstone is the School of Transformation in person, six month level one school. And 
part of that every Wednesday when you're around, you are you're teaching. That's Steve's class. And even if somebody's filling in, that's Steve's class. Wow. And yesterday you asked some some questions that have stuck with me, and a lot of people have been talking about them. Um, and it, the the topic was discipleship because in the school we follow each month. There's a month uh, for salvation. The next month is discipleship, and it's it's very it's like the foundational stuff, right? Right. So the topic was discipleship, but you took it in a really uncommon direction. Yes, and, I did. And it was really? really interesting. So you asked a couple questions. You asked, uh, and Vic, you weren't there, but he asked, what do you understand Christianity to be? Was was the kind of first question. And then how does that understanding change how you live hmm. and how you live out Christianity? And and you said the answer to those questions will define whether you're a disciple or not, oh, or wow. what, your, what your discipleship Heavy. looks like, or if it works. Um, so that kind of got us down the idea of of covenants because you're you're mentioning that um, God doesn't change, right? God, the, doesn't change. God, He says in Numbers, "I'm I'm not a man that I should change or should lie, lie or yeah. a son of man that I should change my mind. Do That's I right. speak and not act? Do I promise and not fulfill?" Oh wow, you really wanted that was that. one of my navigators oh, memory verses from college. You, you so screwed so up it's the first Numbers twenty three. Since we're around here, who God is is so important so to good. us. Right? That verse is a is a flagship type yep. verse. Yeah. yeah. You know, plant your flag on that one. So he doesn't change, but his covenants and how he relates to man have changed yes. over time, right? And we actually, we get to choose and we have to choose which one of those those ways that he relates to us we're going to do. I would correct one thing you just said. It okay. does, he, he doesn't change over time. He's exactly the same if you mm -hmm. don't have grace. Right. The very same God wow. and how he dealt with Moses wow. is how he will deal with everyone who does not have this, the new covenant grace. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't change. It's not like, okay, he was, you know, he drowned the whole world for Noah. And he swallowed 130,000 on the golden calf with, with Moses. Mm -hmm. And he won't do that today. No, the, what's coming is blood moons and stars falling from the sky, meaning meteors hitting the earth and killing yeah. a third of the earth. There's a lot of that coming when the cup of our iniquity is full. He's exactly the same. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. That's like, whoa, he's, we're, we're acting like he changes over time. He don't change over time. He says, Hebrews 13.9, he says, I am the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. What he said all through the Old Testament is, I don't change. The, you just quoted a verse. I don't change. Am I a God who changes his mind? No. Do I not act? Do I not fulfill promises? And he made promises that our, uh, the cup of our iniquity will fill and we will receive judgment. Mm -hmm. And he made a promise we'll be judged. Even us under grace will come before a judgment seat. And we will find that what we did, either what we did in the world under his rules or what we did in your grace by what Jesus did for us. The two results are very similar. Hmm. You live a holy life here with very little grace, very little erasing, or very little forgetting what you did. Or you live under grace here with complete forgetting what you did. He, re he remembers it no more, removes it from you as far as the east is from the west. And so he hasn't changed. What he's changed is, I made a covenant with you. Will I not fulfill it? And then here, I behold, I bring you a new covenant. Mm. And so it's like two contracts. Which one do you want to mm. sign? And Paul You're the Apostle sign the signed in blood his first covenant. So much so that he refused these new covenant people. Until Jesus called, called him aside, zapped him in the head, and said, it's me. Yeah. And yeah, somebody. You're, I I, will, he said, "I will show you how much you must suffer for my, 
for my name. That's what he told right. him on the road. And he jumped up and he went about the work of the new covenant. Hmm. And he had a totally different set of rules to where he argued with Peter about the set of rules. Peter, why are you still living by the set of rules that come from the first covenant? We aren't that anymore. That's good. Yeah. We, yeah. These Gentiles aren't that either. We have a new covenant. And Paul was really the scholar. You know, Peter was a fisherman. Oh, yeah. He was super educated. Peter had a hand up on what Jesus said because he was there. Mm-hmm. And Paul had a hand up on the understanding of the Messiah and the operation of life before and after. Yeah. The operation of first covenant, new covenant stuff. Anyway, sorry. You can go ahead. Well, so in back in school, in School of Transformation, um, Danielle, your daughter, was teaching and we're doing a lot of like biblical understanding, like understanding, not just like, okay, this, this guy, Paul, it's a guy who, who teaches and, and we need to know what he says, but, but you can actually understand what he means more by knowing who he was and what his life was all about. And she made the point, the more you dig into Paul, you realize he, he didn't stop following God or he didn't start following God when he, when he had his conversion or, or his moment on the road to Damascus. He thought he was following God the whole time, and he, he never changed his passion in following God. What changed was he realized he was wrong and started following, following the right, uh, doing the right thing for God. But the right covenant. He, he, always, he always loved God and was passionate about doing right things for him. That's right. He which just, is, is a little bit different when we say conversion because uh, his behavior has changed, but his intention never did, right? It's really good. So that, I, those, those are just things like the school, the school of transformation just opens your mind to these things that you've never thought of before. You can go about being a Christian for your, for your whole life. There's some people that have done 20 years in Christianity and, and never get faced with this, this idea about the covenants, which was the first sermon I ever heard at the Father's house you preached out of uh, early part of Matthew uh, about, hey, you got to choose which one. So I wanted, I wanted to ask you, what's the problem in Christianity? Where are we at? Are we, are we doing well at, at choosing one or the other, or, or where, are we, where are we going off the rails? I absolutely know the difference. Where we're at is we have a Christianity that works and one that doesn't work, to produce peace and joy and even the ability to sleep in the storm. Mm-hmm. And that is the Christianity that is my, I owe him everything. Yeah. The Christianity that is for the purpose of receiving what he has for us. And that's the, you know, that's the goal. They're both very similar in that we receive what he has for us in abundance. And we, we recognize it and we're shocked by it. But the Christianity that works and doesn't destroy the message and doesn't lull people to sleep and is pharisaical, like Jesus said to the Pharisees, you don't even let people get to heaven. Hmm. You block them from heaven by teaching the precepts of men as the doctrines of God. And you yourselves will never enter the kingdom of heaven. He said to the Pharisees, the committed holy men. And he says, you know, in my opinion... I would hate, I mean, I cannot imagine the horrors of teaching a system that pr- made it so people couldn't get to heaven like the, the virgin bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. You're okay, you're okay, you're a bridesmaid. It's all good. But they have no oil in their lamp, and they can't get in when they were positive. They were chosen as bridesmaids. They're wow. waiting at the gate for the wedding to begin. Similar to the, two, the many different kinds of Christianity there are today. But really, there's, they all fall in two categories. One is, 
all about what I owe God, what I, I, I give him my life. I am owned by him. I am bought with a price. Everything is him and everything. All I have is him. All I will have. I must trust in him for everything. If I have nothing, it's his will that I have nothing. If I have everything, it's his will that I have stewardship of everything. But it still belongs to him no matter what I have. Yep. Over here, it's all mine. He blessed me with it. He chose me as a son. Mm. Um, all about he loves me so much. He does all these things for me, and he really isn't that upset when I don't do right. It really doesn't bother him. He, he isn't that kind of God. He doesn't punish. He doesn't take you to the woodshed. He doesn't correct you. He doesn't chastise you. Yeah. It's all about come in and see what God has for you. When after salvation, after the forgiveness of sins and the understanding of the mechanism that forgives sins, the blood of Jesus Christ and the mechanism that causes whole life, the bruising and the breaking of his body. Once that is understood and received in, what is the outcome? What's messed up with the church today is hardly ever do I hear anybody preaching the literal truth of sacrificing your life, laying your life down mm -hmm. for the world you live in. It's, it's all about getting life from the world. And in, in the correct way is giving your life for the world. I mean, it's clearly spoken that if he gave his life, shouldn't we give ours? If he was bruised, why are we complaining since we haven't suffered as much as he's suffered? Yeah. Well, that's a um, New Testament understanding, absolute, right? Absolutely. It's all total. From, from Jesus in the, in the Gospels all and the way through the people who knew him best and Paul, decided and to Paul. live it out, right? And Paul the scholar. Yep. Why would I complain? Paul told a story about their ministry and said it got so hard. Our ministry got so hard that we despaired Even of life itself. Lives, yeah. mm -hmm. wow. Despaired of life itself. Wow. That's how hard his ministry was. And we read it like, I want to be like Paul. Well, I'm not sure you do. I'm right. not sure you're willing to sacrifice your life for the calling. The, the angel says, come to Macedonia. That trip to Macedonia, I mean, it was hard. Mm-hmm. They despaired of life itself. I just want to do what God calls me to do. Well, there might be some despair in that. Wow. Me and Vicky have had a lot of despair here in Oroville. But yeah. we know the thing that got us through is we feel the privilege of having been called. That's right. Not the put down of having been chosen to be here or the suffering we've been through. Mm -hmm. And we feel the, the absolute privilege. joy and appreciation of our salvation, of our just, I get to know him and no one else does. Not no one else, but people out there don't why don't they get to know him i'm in awe yeah. of that what a privilege i have and so we we have a form of christianity that we're not he owes us nothing and we owe him everything and i think that's missing on the other side of the table of we don't owe him everything moses made one flipping mistake yeah he hit a rock and he didn't get to go in the promised land he had to walk. He got that shown. Was his whole his whole ministry yeah. was promised land. We're yeah, getting you right. to the promised yeah. land, right? I'm, We're getting yeah. you out of he slavery into one the time. promised land. And, and because of his mistake and because of his faithfulness, he got to see the promised land. Wow. Which wow, I don't know. Stunning. For us today, we call mm -hmm. that victimization, where God takes him up on a hill and says, "See from here to that tree, to that rock, to that valley, to that mountain, to over to here, and this river, this is flowing with milk and honey, and I'm going to give it to you. But you got to go. But you go back down. You wander around until you all die because your children." Yeah, take only it. the children made it in, right? And yeah, so everyone alive at the time of the golden calf had to, you know, had to die, and Moses hit a rock, so he didn't get to go in either. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. And that's the same God who, wow. the same God that we have a relationship with. Right? It's yeah. the same. It's the he same. Everything. Change. Everything's the same. He's God. Yeah. He's the same God says, I do not change. I never change. change I will not. not change, but I will make a different agreement mm -hmm. with you. So when we get to those agreements, um, do we give, do we give both of them the same weight? Like is, is there a way? So the old, because the old covenant and the old Testament aren't the same thing, but the old covenant is in the old, old testament, testament, right? Testament There's lots of different covenants, but the, it's literally a testament of the old covenant. Okay. Okay. So then, and then the, and the new cousin, the God who made it, the new Testament is all about stories of the new covenant, which so. is a testament of the new covenant and the, and the God who made it. Mm -hmm. So therefore the, all the harsh stuff about tear him to pieces and over to the torturers. Wow. I mean, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. that Jesus said, yeah, yes. Jesus is saying is let God has not changed better. Come unto me mm -hmm. wow. and let me forgive you and let me give you righteousness so that you find yourself on the righteous side because of my righteousness, because of my holiness, I will give it to you. Wow. And come to me, all of you who are burdened, and you'll find rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yeah. You'll find rest for your souls. And then when you look at how the apostles interpreted all of his teaching about turning the other cheek, going the extra mile, loving your enemies, doing good to those who persecute you, give to any man that asks. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Have your lamp always full. Mm -hmm. Use your talents to make more talents. Preach the gospel. Make disciples in every nation. When you look at all the things he said, and I didn't even come close to all of them, you go, wow, this is, people say, you know, this is easy. Well, the, the Christianity is not easy. And mm -hmm. Christianity is not for people that aren't willing to put their life into it. It is not a bless me club, nor is it a thing where you come just to bask in the blessings of God. It is yeah. a place where he calls you into a special place, a privileged place mm -hmm. to know him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens to me, I will come into him and sup with him and have fellowship with him. That is the most incredible promise there is on the planet. I preach that that verse for so many years. It's what I used to get Vicky to pray with me. Hmm. He made a promise to come in. If you'll open the door, will you open the door? Just pray with me 20 seconds and open the door, Vicky. And she saw the, the, um, anointing of God on me. And she being a young Catholic girl also sat there wondering what this was. This is crazy. It was so holy. And yet it was so unholy. It was so hard to equate as a child. Mm -hmm. And I just said, well, you can put it all aside and you can answer all those questions about him by just letting him in the promise to have fellowship with you, to sup with you. God will become your friend. He'll become your housemate. Mm -hmm. And just pray with me. And then let's find it. And then if he's real, then let's ask him, okay, where from here? Yeah. And where he led me every time was further up and farther in, deeper and deeper. I'm really happy with who you are, he would tell me. But I'm, I love you too much to leave you that way. I got more for you. Yeah. I got more for you. He never said to me what he said to Paul. I'm going to show you how, how much you should, must suffer for my namesake. He never showed me that. But, but, and I'm so glad. Yeah, we couldn't have handled it. We couldn't have handled it. I've suffered for his namesake without that, and I barely handled it, yeah. you know. But um, the thing is, this Christian, what's wrong with Christianity today is it's being preached from, a, I mean, about getting a wealth. It's, there's a whole line of wealth, mm -hmm. line of uber grace about the faith movement, worshiping the actual faith instead of actual the worshiping God. Mm -hmm. It's really about this, you know, all about a, these, these idols of faith and prosperity and healing and miracles and all this stuff that people are supernatural. 
And the truth is, what the Bible promises is, is if you're faithful, mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life, and signs and wonders will follow you all the days of your life. You will see signs and wonders naturally, without hype, and you will testify of God's great love for you, and the, the signs and wonders will be evident around you. How do you live like this? How do you do this? You know, when you look at it, the very same God that drowned the whole world is going to call us all together and separate us as sheep and goats. Wow. I'd say he separated them as sheep and goats, and only eight got on the boat. Yeah. He's not looking for big numbers. Mm. He's looking for true hearts. Well, there were two goats that made it, but they weren't people. <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You said that out loud. Oh, I know. That was so good, but I'm wondering how they're going to get a clip on that one. That was, a, that was deep. You were trying to, yeah, sometimes you try really to find deep. clips. Clips for little, you? Little how clips. are they going to get that out of it? Because that was, that was huge. That oh, was, I didn't take a breath. No, you were, did you, did you breathe in your gills? Oh, Holy we, Spirit, we love you. That was amazing. Honestly, the depth of that, what you just said, is just coming out of you, and I just, I'm in awe. You know, God Almighty. God Almighty. God Almighty. You know, just... I was just when he was talking, I'm like the expanse of God that we have no idea. We just have no clue. He's the yeah. same yesterday, today, and forever. And Moses didn't make it because he hit a rock. Wow. Yeah. You know, I I shouldn't make it because I've hit more than one rock. Yeah, exactly right. And and he's you said you made the point. Moses lived a longer life than anybody here on the planet. Ten today. times longer than and us. And he uh, and he's he made a mistake, right? And one mistake, one mistake with the right intentions yeah. too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And uh and what have we done, right? Yeah. Um, and so just we're going to need know a what different happened. Yeah, just go in ahead. case you don't know. God told him speak to the rock. And he hit it. Speak to the rock so water will come out of yeah, it. Yeah, right? he was he was saying we're thirsty. Are you kidding? He That's said amazing. speak to the rock. Mm -hmm. And Moses hit it. Whoops. There's an explanation later, but I don't right. think it's appropriate yeah. for today. It's just that he did exactly the opposite of what God told him to do. Wow. What and and God was mad at him. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. And wow. so this will this will make sense in a minute, but Vicky, I hear a lot uh, a lot of times you'll hear of a, a sermon or a conference or a message or a book by a Christian about how to live as a Christian, and Jesus is just nowhere to be found, right? Yeah. Um, or we'll we'll go to a, a conference or you'll hear something uh, like a podcast and they'll they'll talk about it's a Christian podcast or a Christian teaching and it's. Everything is being pulled from Proverbs mm -hmm. or uh, or the Psalms or even even from David's life, things like that. And yet we're trying to be Christians. How does that even work? Well, that's I think that's a confusion along with the Bless Me Club. As Steve was talking, I'm thinking it's also the confusion of the Judeo-Christian uh, message, um, marrying the two Gospels. Mar I'm mm -hmm. sorry, the two covenants. Um, you know, I think we talked a few weeks ago how you can't, you know, there's things in Proverbs that totally contradict what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. So I think getting back to the message of Jesus Christ, understanding that this God does not change, our God does not change, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. However, we have grace with Jesus Christ. So in my opinion, and as I look across at the North American churches, um, you know, the 21st century churches, um, when there's no adversity, it's it's a confusing message. Mm -hmm. It really is. Let's read this in David. Let's and then let's read a little bit of Jesus, but maybe not. But let's let's look to Proverbs how we should live. And as at the Father's house, I I mean I've been a Christian now 41 years, and Max, there's not a Sunday that goes by that I don't look up to at what Steve or whoever's speaking about the God in the, through from the Gospels and think to myself. 
I didn't know it said that. Mm-hmm. It's he, Jesus is no joke. Yeah. You know, the torturers, um, you know, it's like, I think for me, the, I mean, I always loved Jesus. I, for 41 years, I've loved Jesus. However, when I just decided to read the whole Bible, but read how I should live by the new covenant, mm-hmm. it changed my life. Now I go to those conferences and I, and I just go, well, that's confusing. Oh, yeah. that's confusing because it's, it is a confusing message because yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. However, we're not under the old Testament and that's not how we should deal with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's not how we should deal with life. That's, but, but Jesus said, David said this, but Jesus said that. I think we should probably look to what Jesus said in context and not again excuse because we don't like it. Yeah. And it causes you to be all in. It causes you to flip your whole operating procedure from what he can do for me to what I can do for him. Yeah. Do you guys think that mixing these two covenants and, and mixing our messages do you think that's had any role in making the church non-essential like we've been talking about? 100%. It's 100%. 100%. Um, hmm. when, oh, I, when I ask God, yeah, we, we agree. You guys yeah. agreed. Yeah. We, we usually agree. <laughs> so act it's, like it is 100%, 100%. Uh, the mixing of the covenants. What it causes is utter and mass confusion. Correct. A spider web of messages go out and people, people grab them in every direction and run. And they go back to their churches and preach it, and they share it in Bible studies because it sounded wise. And, and it's just falsehood and, and misdirection mm-hmm. and half-truths just being repeated and repeated and repeated out a thousand-fold until the whole world believes it. Mm-hmm. There are things like, uh, oh, I wish I could remember exactly the time and the guy who started to perpetuate the idea of salvation without lordship. Mm. He coined the phrase to know Jesus as Savior, but not, not as Lord. Lord. Yeah. And I wish I could remember the times. It wasn't as far back as you think. I believe it was 19th or 20th century that this first came on the, the, scene. the scene using those terms. Now, it's, all it really is is the same message, Gnosticism, which was around in the first century, where you don't have to submit as Lord. Mm-hmm. What your body does, your mind makes him Lord, but your body yeah. doesn't was Gnosticism. And so today, lordship's, lordship salvation is rare now. You don't, he doesn't have to be your Lord to be your Savior is extremely common. And people believe it out of hand. They just believe it just for just off no the reason. top mm-hmm. for no reason no whatsoever. Reason. They say, yeah, my son knows Jesus as Lord. He was prophesied over when he was seven or 10 yeah. or, but he doesn't know him. Uh, he knows him as savior. I'm he, sorry. Did I say Lord? Yeah. yeah. He knows him as savior and he's prophesied over, but he just doesn't know him as Lord. He's yet. a drug addict right now. Yeah. And yeah. they just don't want to believe that their son is lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, I think it's better to believe your son is lost. So your fervent prayer becomes yeah. fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous person. Yeah. But as long as you say he's okay not knowing Jesus as Lord, mm-hmm. which is utter crazy. It's, you know, that's total right. confusion. And that's where the two covenants, it starts creating doctrines that have people asleep in their, in their loss of salvation. Mm-hmm. They, have no, they have no chance of being justified at the altar. And, and the, yet they believe this. Paul turned one guy over to Satan for the destruction of yeah, his flesh. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. He mm-hmm. says, I turned him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that on the day of judgment he might be justified. Yeah. And what he's saying is he's got to go back and live misery in the world so that he might turn back 
if I, if we keep him here and let him keep thinking he's saved, he'll never be justified. Mm -hmm. We turn him over to the world, let him go back to hell of living this life out there, being beat up by the enemy. Maybe if he hits rock bottom, yeah, he'll have maybe, a chance. Yeah, maybe he'll come Hard back. And of life. Maybe he'll even have a deathbed salvation or something. But mm. I tell you, I, he's got to go. Have nothing to do with them. Never let them think they're okay when they're not, is mm. what he was really saying. Wow. Yeah. And, and boy, today, that's just, that's foreign. Oh, yeah, we, you, get, you, you know, get blasted for that. If I turn someone over, to, if I said that out loud, oh, yeah, I let that guy go. I turned him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that one day he might be saved. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh, I'd be on. I'd probably get on the evening news. Yeah, good thing you don't have Twitter. You'd get roasted. Oh, Twitter, I'd get roasted. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really a non-Twitter kind of non-Facebook posting guy. You know? Yeah. It's interesting because, at, at, you know, you go to funerals and you hear all kinds of wise why why the, you see here these things all the time because when you when when someone passes away and we don't know if they if jesus was lord and savior and they yep. live for him you hear all kinds of things like you know well god wanted an angel or you know he you know i, I i'm sure he was because he was a good person or what steve said you know he knew him as savior but not lord mm -hmm. it's like ah, he's in know, a better place it's really hard for me you know i smile and nod because it, obviously man or woman has passed away the truth is that jesus is real clear about what mm -hmm. salvation is i wish i wish it wasn't so clear yeah. however because it was i want to live that way now if we get to heaven and i was wrong and i didn't have to live such a holy give my life away mm -hmm. i still think i'm okay yeah. But the people who think that he can just be their savior, not their Lord, and they get to, excuse me, and they get to heaven and they're wrong, that could be. Watch out. Yeah, that could be a goat experience. That could be a, yep. a, one of the virgins without the, uh, without the oil. Oh. So I'm, and I live a great, wonderful, free, happy, holy, fun-filled life. Mm -hmm. Just trying to, I mean, I mean, I don't give it all. I mean, I try to. However, you know, I'm selfish and self-centered. and But my goal, my bullseye, is to live the covenant of Jesus Christ every day of my life. Yeah. But do I hear, hit rocks every day? Mm -hmm. Do I and fall short? It feels like like the world the world is trying to drag us back into that old covenant thinking, right? Correct. Because Jesus flipped everything upside down. So it, it kind of feels like sometimes you're like a fish out of water trying to live Jesus Correct. right in this world. Correct. Yeah. And uh, the church and is so the hardest. It feels it feels like uh, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel like we're I'm going to get this wrong and I'm going to live the old covenant because I'm pig headed. It's it seems like it's more like a slip slippery slope where you're like, yeah, well, it's in the Bible. So yeah. there's the worship the of the Bible as a whole. The and Bible, there's the movement good. of Jesus is in all of it. And it's true. He's mentioned and he is God in all of it, but he becomes the word become flesh only in the new covenant. Hmm. And and their argument is that he's in all of it, so therefore it's all, but you can't do that. You can't, yeah. you can't apply it all together. So they want to pick and choose. He's in all of it, so I want to teach this, this, and this. But what about the one mistake and 130,000 people are swallowed up in an earthquake? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you want that? No, no, that's that's law. That's law. We don't want that. What, what, you're confusing me. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. And the line is truly drawn when the word became flesh and dwelt among mm. us. That's where the line is drawn. And he says, these sayings of mine, he's talking about the entity called Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Not all the sayings that have ever been said, but these sayings of mine, these teachings I taught on the earth while I was here. Right. will never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but these sayings will never pass away. Mm -hmm. They will rule over the, the covenant people forever. They will determine the covenant 
reward. They will, they will determine the covenant uh, penalties mm-hmm. of missing it. They, those who don't take advantage, that these sayings will, will cover that. Yeah. And you'll be determined whether you made it or didn't, had oil or didn't by these teachings. And it was so clear, but the confusion is that people come up with these ideals that the, the, to worship the Bible, for instance. Or that this is truly something that I never dreamed I would hear in my lifetime, but I, in the last 15 years, have maybe heard it 50 times. That the teaching of Jesus' words is teaching the milk of the word. Hmm. It's just the simple it's, 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 Yeah, it's just the milk of the word. Well, oh don't you goodness. think you, you need the rest, the rest, all the Proverbs and all of these things to be able to live? I believed that for a long time. Yeah, wow. you do need to know who God is because that's, it's funny. The people that worship the whole, or not worship, but people who, who take the whole, say the whole Bible is is um, profitable for living. Mm-hmm. Not, But it's profitable for living in one aspect. It tells you who God is. Okay. But they're the ones who don't know who God is the most. Hmm. They're the ones who forget that he drowned the world, that he swallows people up in earthquakes, yeah. that he, that, that, I mean, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of mayhem. Sells his children into slavery three times, I think, or more. And continually has these enemies come and destroy them. Try and teach them a lesson. He teaches them a lesson. So the people who study the most, the old covenant to how you should live, they get him the least. Hmm. And the people who study the new covenant for the purpose of how you live and study the old covenant for who he is, because he says he doesn't change, that's who he is. And if I wasn't under this covenant, that's what I'd be dealing with. That's what would be expected of me. I'd be one of those heathens whose iniquity has filled the cup and I would get what he says I would get. And um, because of the new covenant, I as a Gentile, I'm allowed to come in under this covenant and not be called the heathen, not be called the one filling the cup with iniquity. I get to be forgiven. I get to then read the old covenant and know who he is. But the people who do this with the new covenant on how you should live is to read Jesus and let's do what he said they understand the old covenant God. They know who he is way better than those who say you read only that or they only preach from that or they're mm. this Proverbs every day kind of thing. Yeah. And they don't really know who God is. For some reason. Fear. Yeah, they don't fear have the God right is. amount of fear. They don't have the right amount of reverence, nor do they understand who he really is. It's good. And how good we have it in Jesus. Yeah. How incredible he, he made a deal with us as Emmanuel, as the Lamb God of God to pay from our penalties, yeah. to pay and, and suffer for our iniquities, to be crushed and bruised for us instead of us. I mean, that's that's the one that understands him the least. So, um, you know, being a Christian for 41 years, what's fascinating to Steve and I is that people look at the way we live or the way we operate almost like we're a cult because we follow yeah. Jesus. It's so yeah. different. It's it so different. And I, I, I'm sorry, but in 79, we were not an anomaly. We were not unusual. There were many there were churches like yeah. that were just like us, that it's, it's Jesus. You, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. This is how you should live then, therefore, you know. But it's shocking to me that we've the church in, a whole, in its whole, and obviously there's many churches that are just preaching Jesus, living Jesus, so it's a generalization. However, that was a question, it is the confusion of the new te- the old testament and new testament or i'm sorry old covenant new covenant is so prevalent it's just watered down the gospel of jesus and has caused so much confusion mm-hmm. i you know we've talked about it before how you go to a conference and 
some wonderful person you love, some Christian comes at 10 o'clock and you go, amen, amen. What he said is perfect. A guy comes at one and says the exact opposite of what he said. And we say, amen, amen. Six o'clock, someone says something contrary to all the other two. And we're amening it because we're so confused yeah. because we do not have the foundation built on the message of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the gospels, the four gospels on how, what our rock should be. Are the rock of salvation is Jesus Christ, yeah. and that's how we build our house is on the foundation of Jesus. And when the storms come, death, um, fires, pestilence, dams bursting, we have a foundation of Jesus. We have not been, um, you know, I mean, my goodness, we have not been anything like you know, um, saw Paul or Peter or anything. But it's like the Christians today. It's like if, like Johnny said yesterday, if our battery on our phone goes dead, we. We lose our yeah. salvation. Yeah. If someone's mean to us, someone cuts us off, or someone takes our parking space, we think that's yeah. adversity. That's not adversity. Mm-hmm. That's life. And so building our house on the rock of Jesus Christ and knowing what he said in context, that's we, you know, we harp on that. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then go back and read it again four times. It will help the confusion of of massive years of mixing the Judeo-Christian values. So when somebody comes and say, like, why did you guys, why are you guys like the way you are? That's your answer, right? We just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and, 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 act upon and do it. Yeah. And it's not like you, it's not like you hate the rest of the Bible, no, but you have it. to use, you have to use Jesus as the foundation yes. and the filter, right, that you see through. Correct. That's a little bit off. We don't, we believe the new covenant. Okay. Correct. So the whole New Testament is how we should live, including revelation of Correct. Jesus Christ. So not we. what we do on Sunday morning is study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because yeah. your pre- Sunday morning church, is a pur- the purpose of that is to create community and bring the outsider in. Mm-hmm. And so it's Jesus we need to present to the outsider. Okay. In all of our classes and everything else, the idea is to look at the apostles who most of them heard Jesus or Paul who was taught by the apostles yeah. and Luke who was taught by the apostles. They, they are the ones that wrote the new covenant and we listen to them because they're first century writers. They're, that's, you know, you're not so far from the truth as you are 20 centuries yeah. later, right? So you, we try to read them on how we should live and how do you interpret what Jesus said? Only through the apostles, yeah. only through their interpretation. They're the ones that actually, so what does it look like in real life? Yeah, to, yeah, what do you yeah. take with, What do you do with Jesus yeah. in real life, right? So that's how we, I answer them. What, you know, what do you do? Well, we read the New Covenant. When mm-hmm. we, they say, well, how do I have what you have? That's where we say read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John four okay. times yeah. as yeah. a foundation of what, and just Build read them house. four times through. Read yeah. them, not study them. Don't try to dissect them. Just read them and maybe... Uh, let them just change you. You'll you'll mm-hmm. you'll see them change you, and then start reading the epistles, the Acts, the epistles, the Revelation, and start mm-hmm. letting it conf- really transform you into the image of His Son. Mm-hmm. Then, when you're really established as a new covenant human being, a Christian in relationship with God, in a contract with Him that you do this, He does that. Then start reading the Old Covenant to get a better a knowledge of what you're missing out on. What mm-hmm. you avoided, really, yeah. and what you're like, the, you know, what he offered you, and you'll only become more uh, 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 appreciative. You're gonna, you're gonna become more. You're gonna owe Love. him. You're gonna feel mm-hmm. your owe for him a lot more. You're gonna say, "I do owe you everything. You help me avoid this." Mm-hmm. You're a God who is holy, and holiness only can be with you. And I am not holy, but you made me holy. 
You may, there was no way I was ever going to be holy, but you gave me a way to be holy. I owe you everything. And there's a reverence that you, when you read the Old Testament, about really who God is. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, back to what you said is, you know, same yesterday, today, and the numbers, yeah. the numbers one. It's, it, it's, it, there should be a, a fear of the Lord as a beginning of wisdom, wisdom, wisdom correct? Yeah. Right. And so when you do that, you, you, you know, like you said, you just, you just understand the Bible so much more. When you do that, I think confusion will drop off. You'll understand more of what we're saying, saying about. And if you come mm-hmm. here, you'll understand more why we do what yeah. we do. Uh, in the community situation, because we love our city, we want we want our love to look like something. Yeah. Usually at the end of the show, I ask, okay, so what can somebody do to start doing this in their life? Because we want to make it practical. Sometimes Absolutely. we get into theory, theory land or whatever. We want somebody listening to say, what can I do with this today to be more like Jesus, to be the church the way Jesus meant it to be, Christianity the way he meant it to be. And today, I think I may answer that question myself, yep. because it, it's my experience I think you need to try one one part of our school of transformation. Love it. Uh, because that's really, you want it codified. You want somebody to walk you through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how to understand the new covenant, how to understand your place in it, and how then to let yourself be transformed. That's the name, school of transformation, to be somebody who actually does what Jesus asks you to do as a, as a Christian, as a little Jesus. There's no better place that I found than than School of Transformation. Great. I found lots of really good Absolutely. things in my because I was a I was a Christian leader, right? Um, and I came here to actually be taught. Mm-hmm. And there's no I, I I thought there might be a little bit of of uh, embarrassment in that, like I was a leader now I have to be a follower. But it's actually I was a leader in the the world of camp ministry, teaching children, and now I've, I'm coming here and I'm in the School of Transformation so that I can be a better leader, a more foundational leader to lead more, more kids or whatever he has me, he can ask me to do something completely random, um, completely different than I had ever thought. But that's where I got that uh, school of transformation. I'm still getting it. Um, but so if you want to know, if you want to be less confused, if you didn't know you were confused before listening to this podcast and realize, oh man, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit confused. Um, and you want somebody to show you, come to the School of Transformation. Yeah. And um, the the next semester, it's starting at the end of August. So it's really, it's our fall semester. It's six months long. We do have one starting in March, every March and every August. What's the starts. age on that? Oh, man, you just got to be, uh, you got to 18. 18 and up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 18 to 80, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And, 18 uh, in the grade. Most of, most of the people end up being kind of like gap year and above. So yeah. it's uh, it's really good for, it's like, okay, well, I had thought of going to a school or doing something, but really what is six months to to have a foundation with Jesus? Oh, my goodness. You know, to you would, start You would that? recommend that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been and good, hasn't it? Yeah, there, yeah. there's other things. Like I, I did other leadership schools, mm-hmm. and I did lots of vocational, like on-the-job training in yep. leadership and, and in Christianity. But um, really, if you got six months to work on your relationship with Jesus— Change your life. Um, it's kind of like build, building a sol- solid foundation will strengthen every, every little bit moving on up. Yeah. But uh, trying to start building— I mean, you can you can try to start building without a good foundation. Maybe it'll last longer than— long enough for you to move out of town but who knows <laughs> you know anyway that's that's my i just want to say too that um school of transformation is a is just a world class I, mean, I have not seen anything like 
the school of transformation because it's the f- first four hours all about you and Jesus. Next four hours is giving your life away. So the mm-hmm. mirroring of the two. In the day, you're right. In the day, yeah. yeah. In the day, Monday through Friday. And we've had uh, students as old as, I think Nat was like 66 when he went. Valerie Novak, shout out to you. She's considering going in, mm-hmm. in um, August and she's in her 60s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beth Beth has. And, and I think yeah. no matter what your age level is, um, we've had couples come from um, from England and yep. you know six Canada. months Canada England mm-hmm. um, married couples come yep. so we really invite you it, it, I don't think you'll you will be um, disappointed mm-hmm. in the outcome yeah I think it'd be phenomenal so yeah look us up online it's School transformation transformationschool.org transformation uh, you can also get any uh, anywhere in the father's house universe you can get from uh, fathershouseorville.com uh, fathershouseoroville.com and then obviously for the local church people listening in Oroville our website's changeoroville.org say that so, one again for the whole world the fathershouseoroville.com I don't know that one do you wow. that's I we just made it Luke that's and amazing Samara. yep <laughs> we learned stuff on this <laughs> podcast so good. well so we're we're broadcasting to the whole world we got people all over the world listening to this podcast yeah. and it doesn't make sense to have them come to the the one Local. website where we're talking about our next potluck or something, you know, so we want to do the whole, it's called a splash page. I love it. You know, look it up. And then again, a shout out to uh, <laughs> Christopher Shekar, Shekar, I believe it is, Shankar in Pakistan. Okay. Pakistan. And Ruth, we're um, able to minister to them. That's so yeah. cool. That's amazing. And By the time this is put out, I'll have spoken to their church. In Pakistan. Yeah. So we're really excited. It was exciting. In yeah. advance, it was exciting. Yeah. In advance, <laughs> I'm saying it was exciting. You had a great time. You, you were ever, phenomenal. I had a great time. You, you got all those uh, all those like technical difficulties out of the way pretty quick there, huh? That's yep. amazing, right? You have to when you're doing stuff online these days in COVID land. You have to you have to say that because you know there's always somebody who's. How do I turn my mic on? Oh yeah, that's uh, that'll be Steve. That actually. would be me. It's four yeah, o'clock well. in the morning on Sunday. He'll be and I'm not probably not so going to be getting up at with him. Four a.m., nine a.m., and eleven a.m. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, oh, that's right. If you're if you want to watch the eleven a.m. service, will be live on Facebook. That's Please right. join us. So um, it's fun. It'll be on our our Father's House Facebook page. What, you can look that up. Right. The link is in okay. the description. What's it? What's it? What's it again? And the podcast, uh, to get the podcast, it's uncommonpodcast.com. Love it. So Love what's going on. Uh, stick with us, and you'll get lots more Uncommon Truth every every week. We're, we're on a Monday. so We're here every Monday. So thanks, guys. God bless Have you guys. Have a great day. See ya.